Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today for a special interview. Um, just a heads up before we actually start the episode. Um, when I was recording this interview, uh, there was a couple bugs in the audio. You'll probably notice them while you're listening. It's nothing horrible. Uh, I just wanted to take the time to explain it before you start listening and you just find them out on your own. But um, I was recording in a new area, so my audio on my end uh, has a bit of an echo just because it was a larger room. Um, my internet where I live, because I'm out in the middle of nowhere, um, couldn't really support without uh, so support the interview without a, a serious lag. And even where I was recording with it having uh, a more high-end uh, internet, you'll still notice that it seems like both of us are hearing a lag while we're talking, so there's some little awkward pauses, but then it's funny because I go back and I listen to the audio after, and there's no lag. So it's just kind of a weird little bug, and you may notice it while you're listening. Um, but I wanted to give you guys a heads up. Will is a, a great guy. The Church Split is a great podcast, and I'm very excited to uh, be able to present this interview to you guys. I really, truly encourage you to check him out. Check out his show on YouTube. They're also on every single um, platform out there, you know, as far as podcatchers go, Spotify, uh, iTunes, all that stuff. Please go check them out. Support them. What they're doing is really exciting. They're a lot of fun to listen to. You, you're going to learn a lot, and hopefully this interview uh, kind of shows that. So enjoy, and uh, thanks for checking out our very first interview here on Bible Chat. Welcome back to Bible Chat. I'm your host, Caleb Sowers, and we are joined today with a very special guest. Uh, we have on the show uh, Will Hess from the Church Split Podcast. Go ahead and say hi, Will. What's up, man? How's it going? And everyone listening? Yeah, it's going good. I'm glad to have you on. I'm pretty excited. Uh, if you guys have never checked it out before, I highly recommend um, checking out the podcast, uh, The Church Split with Will and Brian. They they are both uh, just really entertaining, really informative, and um, glad to have you on today. Um, so if you want, here's your free moment to uh, kind of plug your show. So tell us a little bit. To about do a it. shameless plug. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, the church split started off, um, you know, uh, it was this great philosophical and intellectual idea that was cooked up in a Taco Bell. So it was, we literally, as a, as a lead pastor, um, I, there is so much controversy in the church, right? I mean, no, everyone knows that, you know, Armenians hate Calvinists, Protestants hate Catholics, and we could go on and on. And I experienced a lot of controversy in my first pastor, pastorate. So I decided, um, after experiencing a church split and it's, and here's the thing, people get this idea that church splits are sometimes formal. Like, you know, we're uh, 50% of the church is going to break off, start a new church. Church splits can also just be a group of people who get mad and walk away. Um, and you know, just even small little breaks. And so that's what happened. I had my second, like rather decent chunk of people that just get upset and leave. And it was over dumb, minuscule, unbiblical things. And the amount of ungodly behavior blew my mind. And I was like, you know, I really want to talk about this stuff. Cause I'm a, I consider myself a pretty well-learned pastor. And so I decided, well, I want to start a YouTube channel. I used to do a blog, but I'm a garbage writer. I'm a better speaker. And so long story short, we were sitting there and I was like, I don't even know what I'd call this thing. And then my, my foster daughter in a, an attempt to roast me came up with the genius name. She was, why don't you call it the church split? Since you're always splitting churches. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, wait, say that again. <laughs> so long story short, we started this. It's been pretty successful so far, at least by our standards. Uh, the fact that anyone listens to us is great. And, um, you know, it's all about dealing with uh, church splitting topics in a way that's mature and biblical and in a, uh, rebuking false teachings when it's there, but staying united on the um, fundamentals of the faith while allowing unity and diversity in other areas. So that's kind of the focus. Yeah, no, and it's great. And that's the one thing that I like about, um, about listening to you guys is it's not just this 
whole thing where you come in and you're just bashing everything about a certain idea, but you actually go back to it and try to look at it through their point of view and then come back with actual scripture and, 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 and what the actual result of that would be logically and scripturally and, and talk about those things that just like you say, some things that may split your church, you know, every single time. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's been cool. I, I actually, started really listening like I, I think I actually heard about you through a different podcast and I checked you out but then when uh, I found your episodes on the the King James version of the Bible and how in depth and balanced and I mean you did a whole series what was it five or six episodes on it and I think it's I think it's up to eight right now and i've had okay. a, and so we're up to an hour long of just of just yeah. straight facts essentially of research and i it's a series i have it it's a playlist on youtube and i'm going to continually add to it okay. uh just as time goes on when i get it when i get an itch to do another king james only thing i'll do it <laughs> yeah but that was that was it like you won me over uh big time over that stuff and and that's what it was cool about it was again you reiterate throughout the entire series that you know it's not that you hate the king james it's not that you're trying to to dismiss the king james it's none of that it's that this tendency of the king james version is the only true version and everything else is a perversion is also you know a a, a, a false way of thinking and you show why yeah and that's all that it boils yeah and it will you know, exactly yeah. essentially it just ignores textual history and it makes us actually not be as so sure that we got the right bible today that's the short version <laughs> yeah yeah and exactly eight episodes condensed <laughs> yeah no I, there's a lot there you, you that's like i said that that series because it's so long and it took and you've gone back to it so many times it's very nuanced too so it's not a a 20 minute you know bash 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 throw it away and it, it wasn't that at all and and i like that a lot and that's mm-hmm. and but that's how you tend yeah. to approach everything which is what you're much more gracious than i am sometimes on stuff that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> well and yeah well the reason why i think the reason why we we tend to now it is not a fun fact it is not my nature to be gracious i actually am very naturally a cantankerous person and i always want to be more divisive than i am uh it's just like that's like my flesh like i really just love i i like almost thrive in that area Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is the fact that I, I realized like people. I I'm needed so arguments. <laughs> that's, that's a quote. Yeah. <laughs> literally a quote. That's I literally, those words came out of my mouth. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I am good at it, man. Um, I threw one earlier at a friend. So now it just turns into my banter talk. Keep it up and I might throw some your way. Uh, but uh, I so it was one of those things for me where I'm like, you know, I really, that's my nat- natural way of handling things to be divisive. But then I, it wasn't until I learned how to make proper arguments that, oh, that's how you actually change people's minds. Not being belligerent, not name calling, not throwing shade. Uh, it's by understanding, studying, and truly getting your mind wrapped around this. And mm-hmm. so I think a lot of it is, is, I think the reason why I have that tendency is a lot of just due to my background. You already know this. I was raised in the IFB. Um, my parents, my home was very divisive. Uh, dysfunctional seems to be too kind of a word. <laughs> to describe my family. So it just turned, I think I was just a nat- natural thing for me. So now it's like over time, I've just liked to discuss things. I understand. Do so well, maturely. And it's deceitful. It's called the church it, split. You know? Yeah. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah. But that's, yeah, it, you guys bring that. Yeah, there's a person a behind too. it. There's a person behind the idea. There's a person behind the, 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 whatever that, exactly. that logic is. And, and that's one of the things with doing the Mormon episodes that I tried to emphasize too, is, you know, for a, someone who may be firm in their faith and you have a Mormon missionary knock on your door, a, a lot of times you lash out or you make fun or you, you attack them. And most of those Mormon missionaries are 19, 20 year old children, really, that are knocking on your door and exactly they're sincere. So you have to remember that there is a person there and all you're doing is honestly, they're going to double down on what they think because out of spite, even sometimes you push them into. Yep. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. Cause I mean, when your attacks are, when your beliefs are just so belligerently attacked without an argument, 
you just go, well, I'm right. And that person just got super upset and you just only like reconcrete their beliefs. That's all you do. You're not really helping the situation, like learn how to discuss it with them and you might actually be able to convert them. Mm-hmm. I, I've had the privilege of leading a Jehovah's witness to the Lord two years ago. Um, it's possible. Very, you can do it. Yep. Very cool. So um, you, <laughs> you awesome. kind of so, alluded yeah. to it a little bit um, earlier, but uh, maybe tell a little bit uh, about yourself and like, uh, you know, what you do as far as ministry goes outside of the podcast and kind of how everything ties together. Ooh, okay. Well, back yes. in the year of our Lord of 1991. <laughs> yeah, no. So, um, all right, got to move now. Yeah, I'm being rushed. <laughs> so no. the, take your time. I was, uh, if you really so want to go from 1991, of, uh, go for it. No. <laughs> no, no one wants that. I don't. <laughs> want that no one wants that i'm not that interesting but uh no so i was raised in the ifb but my my family kind of wasn't ifb and so i but they were actually very contradictory in a lot of ways so there i experienced a lot of abuse emotional physical i I, every form of abuse by the time i was 10 years old let me just put it to you that way you fill in the blanks it was a good time so um, we went through by the way i've i have dark humor bear with me all you listeners deal with it. Anyway. Um, so we went through all this and I, you know, and I just, I went through a per- period of time of rebellion and I, then I finally accepted crisis 17 and I was not perfect. I screwed up a lot still, um, had a lot of old habits I had to shake off. And then finally, um, you know, when I went to Bible college and I l- ended up leaving Bible college cause it was unbiblical. <laughs> um, I, am I allowed to say Am I allowed to say where I went? No, no, no you're fine. I can't say. Am yeah, I not no, allowed to? Go for it. No, okay. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure if you're weird about that on your podcast. No, I went, to, no. I went to Fairhaven Baptist College and then I went to Crown College of the Bible. So um, because of that, I I ended up leaving because there's a bunch of unbiblical stuff and I finally got tired of it. And then I became a pastor. Uh, I was a youth pastor for a period of time. And then I that was my last IFB church. And I was trying, I wasn't IFB anymore in my beliefs, but I was trying to be like, okay, I'll I'll work with them though, because it's all I knew. And then there's basically a sexual abuse kind of cover up scandal situation that I had to blow the whistle on. And uh, I was like, yep, I'm done. That was it. And uh, so again, I always stayed this whole kind of my entire life, I was always fighting for my principles, essentially trying to. I was, I was always in a fight and I felt like that was the final fight for me where I was like, I'm done with it. So then I became a lead pastor at a small church uh, up here in Michigan. And I pastored for five years and that's where I experienced the church splits and a lot of other crazy things. Uh, my, my mother-in-law passed away during that time. It was nuts. It was a crazy period, period of time. Um, but then, uh, started the church split, got that podcast. I've since stepped down as lead pastor there. And I've put my resume out a few places. I've been offered a few places, but none of them have felt right. And I'm currently just kind of between churches as far as pastorates are concerned. I'm currently attending a local church and uh, I'm kind of their, the right, the pastor's right-hand preacher guy. And there's been talk about bringing me on staff. I don't know. Right now, I'm just kind of enjoying coasting. I have a newborn baby daughter. Uh, she's basically a miracle of God. We didn't think we could have kids. Now we have her. So we named her Eliana. She means God has answered. And that's my life in a nutshell. That's Will, <laughs> which is probably why I'm so messed up and weird. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the, the fun thing in listening to the show and getting to know you more and now finally being able to talk with you a little bit is that honestly, there's a lot of parallels there. Because I, I grew up in an IFB home and I, you know, was mm-hmm. was thinking about going to college and luckily dodged the bullet on that one uh, to an IFB college in Indiana. It's a much smaller one. Um, it's Shawnee, Shawnee Baptist College out there. And it's in, um, what, what is that, Evansville or Corydon, Indiana. So it's, it's almost like the suburb church of Hiles, in all honesty. So it's 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 the little oh, weird I, I i've never heard of it yeah it's uh the it's Shawnee, okay Shawnee baptist church shawnee baptist college and they have a youth camp um across the border which is uh indian creek baptist camp and uh all uh, that's all run out of gotcha it's a, it's a big church and like i said they would have jack scott for every youth conference and sometimes out to the camp because they're like next door neighbors actually right there in indiana so um and then no yeah, joke I, yeah, i've never heard of them yeah 
Yeah, no, it's uh, I, yeah. a lot of people haven't. They're smaller, but their youth conferences would be so big and they would get some of the biggest names out there and they would have, I mean, that it had to have seated, uh, I'd say like 3000 minimum uh, teenagers when they would do their youth conference in their, in their main auditorium. And, you know, they would have Jack Scop out there and they'd have people coming in from Canada. Even sometimes they'd have youth groups in there from there. I mean, they're, they're a big deal for all that nobody knows who they are. <laughs> it's weird. But, um, <laughs> weird. It's, it's weird. I don't know. A little um, pocket there. Yeah. But the same thing where I'm still in school right now studying to be a minister. And there's talks with some of the pastors locally of having me come on in some capacity uh, on the pastoral staff and stuff, too. But I'm still just kind of waiting. And I don't have a kid yet, but my wife is going to have a baby in July or August. And her name Ooh. will be Lacey. So she'll be Lacey, which means, uh, well, she'll be Lacey Abigail, which means Lacey is her father's joy. And I'm pumped <laughs> about that. So, oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'll say being a dad is the most awesome and most challenging thing I've ever done. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm thinking about doing that in seminary because I'm getting a theology degree as well right now, working on that. So I get it. Yeah. yeah there's, you and I, when we talked, it's like, man, we are definitely parallels in yes, life right now. Very much. Um, but you're you know, in Michigan. I'm in Ohio. That that right there, though, that creates conflict if you're a college fan, college football There's fan. some tension there, but it's just and, because you don't know Jesus Christ as well as I do. Once you do, you'll become a Wolverine. Let's see. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, no, then uh, there's there's other points of conflict, too. I, I remember from one of your early episodes that you're a Marvel fan. And obviously not all of us can be as spiritually mature as a DC fan. You know, I, I know I remember that you're a Han Solo fan. And again, it's OK to be wrong because we live in America because Lando for the win. You know, but it's okay. It's okay. Wow, I'm I feel, I'm feeling personally attacked at this point. You know, I've been I've had I've been called uh, Rachel Maddow with a civil yeah. war beard, and I think right now I'm more offended than I've ever been. <laughs> so uh, that's funny. Oh, uh, I will say. Wait, okay, hold on. What's your favorite DC character? Oh. Uh, Booster Gold is my favorite, honestly. I'm a, uh, it's, it goes back to being an 80s kid, but Booster Gold, fantastic. <laughs> He's the NASCAR driver. Wow. <laughs> I never, okay, I didn't see that one coming. That was a plot twist. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're going for the big names, honestly, I will always be a Superman fan for multiple reasons. Because he is the granddaddy of the superhero industry. Without Superman, there are no superheroes. Birthplace of Superman is Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, actually. And so, of course, Superman's near and dear to my heart. I love Superman, but Booster Gold. <sighs> Fair enough. Okay. All right. I'll I'll debate you later at some I other know. time. I know. I know that because everybody agrees. It's like Spider Man. Spider Man is like that skim milk of superheroes. Batman is the DC Superman or Spider Man, where everybody loves Batman. Everybody oh, dare loves you. It's it's just the way that works. I well, okay, know. I do love Spider Man. I'm a big fanboy, but one of my other favorite Marvel characters is Moon Knight. I have a ton of Moon Knight comics but, but chilling right over there. So yeah, he's he's just Marvel don't you say it, Batman? Though. Don't say it. But he is. No, he is not. Yes, he is. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I like we are good. At, we are throwing like, down. <laughs> I like Moon Knight. But you have to admit those times, just like Aquaman is DC's Namor. It's the same character, just reskinned. It's okay. It's just what it is, though. Let's admit it. <laughs> I like his schizophrenia. <laughs> I, I, so yeah, yes. uh, yes, good times. <laughs> Sorry. All right, we'll we'll move past this like good mature Christians, I guess. <laughs> but no, obviously, I'll see, just, I, I'm just going to do a rebuttal to you. So. Oh. <laughs> oh no! But then I'll be I'll be internet famous then. It's okay. It's great. <laughs> Perfect. All attention is good attention. We got we got some serious bad. We have some serious problems going on. Yep. So, oh no. Um, 
Now that's 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 fun. I like I liked learning how much of a nerd you were because in your early episodes you made those some of those references and I and it kind of completely flew over my head. And then after talking to you a little bit and listening in a little bit more, I hear I hear the 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 nerdiness come out and it's like oh no kidding. So not only are you a Bible student and not only are you former IFB, but you're a comic book nerd. And I can get over the Marvel thing just on the fact that we think the same way as far as that stuff goes. <laughs> it's to be fair, DC is still fantastic. So also I'm a Top Cow Comics fan. I do like the darkness and all that good stuff. So really? it's fine. Wow. But no, I'm just a nerd. I am a nerd and I am a nerd at everything I do. So basically if I like it, I obsess over it, much to my wife's shame. So see, that's um, the way. It, that's the I way geek it works. out when I get Star Wars pajamas. Really? Now, Star Wars is okay, and I love Star Wars, especially the original expanded universe stuff. Yes, the originals. Okay. All right. We're good then. No, no further conversation needed then. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, don't need it. The originals are. We're good. Forty years of canon. <laughs> well, Forty years land- of canon made it so epic and then they were able to just completely rewrite just like that redefine mandalorian read rewrite all of the idea of the solo children turning bad rewrite all of it no no it's sad yeah it's garbage garbage (laughs) it's so upsetting yep darth revan needs more love and i'm very upset that they rewrote the canon so yeah you know any of the listeners right now are so confused (laughs) i know they're like this is supposed to be a bible chat (laughs) where's the bible in this (laughs) no i don't understand it's fine all right we'll we'll oh it's all good so yeah anyway we'll go okay (laughs) Well, one of the big themes of uh, the church split and one of the things that I like so much is uh, you, you alluded to it earlier, the idea of of bringing unity and, and it's discussing it just that is that is your tagline is the idea of we're going to talk about something that may split your church. And so you're talking about the, the preferences that will literally cause people to leave a church or or um to to search for something different or sometimes even leave the faith altogether so you've tackled all sorts of topics like the bible translation um you know alcohol cursing i mean you've got so many episodes out there you've 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 handled so much of it and and so the the big (laughs) goal seems to be to bring obviously just to bring unity and uh that's one of the neat things so we can talk about things like you love star wars and i like star trek and you like marvel and i like dc but we can still be united in the gospel (laughs) (laughs) and and it's it is it's barely but yes (laughs) sometimes those things are that petty when it comes to church splits just like you said um you've taught you've covered the topic multiple times because you've had other other people on and bring up the idea of alcohol And, and that can be such a divisive topic but even if one person believes that alcohol is a sin and another doesn't is that really worth leaving a church over you know is that is that really does that does and and most of the time you you know firsthand when it comes to a church split it's not just that people left because they felt uncomfortable typically there's harshness involved too and they will be spewing all sorts of vitriol at each other too so to the point of questioning salvation to the point of questioning you know um this people's spiritual life in general over something as petty as having wine with dinner and 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 it's just amazing Mm -hmm. And, and that's why i love you know i love the the way that you handle topics and things like that because over everything else there should be unity on on if nothing else the gospel you would think <laughs> exactly and that's my whole thing so yeah when you when you first throw out a church split episode if you watch us on youtube it's just the church split uniting a divided body mm-hmm. i've been told before that uh well, Will, you, I literally have had people come and know nothing about it. Uh, yo, you go to that church split thing. So we all know what you're about. And I'm like, you don't get the fact that it's ironic. That's the point of the name. It's an ironic name. We're trying mm-hmm. to bring unity. Like, you know what? So somebody curses in your church. Well, I, it bothers me. Well, offense is oftentimes in the eyes of the beholder. You know, it, it, 
you know, for me who grew up in a blue collar home, I knew all those words by the time I was five. It just goes in one ear out the other. I don't even notice it until somebody mentions it. Mm-hmm. You know, then there's alcohol. We've talked about that so much. And that's just because it is so divisive. And the Bible, yet the Bible is so clear on it. You know, the Bible really does, if you really study it and historically, it's drunkenness was the bad part, not the imbibing. That's why also on the YouTube channel, we make a point a lot of times to have a beer while we do it. Not because I'm trying to be divisive and just fight people on it, but it's like, I want to show the fact that, look, you can do this responsibly and Mm -hmm. you don't have to be a drunk. And look, we are still spiritual people. We're talking about God (laughs) and we love Mm -hmm. talking about God. And, uh, you know, so when you're, we're dealing with these divisive issues, sometimes, you know, people get the wrong impression that we're trying to be shocking on. It's like, no, it's not really what we're trying to do. But at the same time, if you don't talk about, actually, I'm going to reset that. If you don't discuss the controversy, the controversy is going to find you Mm -hmm. no matter what, when I was the pastor, I was like, all right, let's keep the main thing, the main thing until all and the church split. What I didn't realize when people split from a church, is it like you said, it gets vindictive and stuff, but it boil, there's a boil level and it's all behind your back. It's all the stuff going on that you don't know about. Then suddenly it jumps out and you have a bunch of people angry. They've been taking notes on little things. They didn't like about you for the past six months. And you know, you're like, I took you out for dinner two weeks ago. How is that a what? Like, um, my, uh, wife has had a, literally somebody knock at the door. I was at work already, but knock on the door at six 30 in the morning, uh, telling them that they didn't like my position on something six 30 in the morning, complaining about to my wife about her husband. And my wife's like, I don't care. Get off my porch. Why are you here? And it's just, uh, no. And there are all these silly little things that just people being, you know, vindictive. And that's the thing that, uh, Andrew, I've had him on the show. He's my best friend. He's from Ireland. But Andrew puts it perfectly. He always says that Christians are the only group of people that'll shoot their own wounded. Yeah. And absolutely. the reason why we'll shoot our own wounded. Yeah. It's because the reason why we're willing to do that is just because we are, we become so astonished that we have to be right in every belief biblically. And here's the thing. I look back historically and I see the Jews who thought they knew what the Messiah was going to be. They thought they had it all figured out. And then Jesus comes and he says, I'm the Messiah. They're like, um, no, why are you breaking some of these rules then? And he's like, well, because um, I'm the Messiah and you guys have been adding to the rules. That's part of the problem. And he dies. He's supposed to be this conquering warrior to them. They thought they had the prophecies all figured out. And so, okay, if the Jews didn't even have it figured out, they're getting direct revelation from the hand of God with the prophets and Moses and Abraham. And I'm like, and we fight over some of the silliest things. Like we all know that it's faith that saves, right? It's salvation through faith that saves us. And then faith turns into good works. Okay. So whether you're a Calvinist or an Armenian, we can agree on the fact that Jesus Christ died for our sins and rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he died for us. Okay. There's our, that that's our, that's the central Christian message. So can we just work from there? And I will argue with you over coffee. You know, I will, you know, I will talk about how Caleb is so wrong on DC versus Marvel (laughs) and, um, and and everything else over coffee, but I'm going to be your friend. And, you know, I have a good friend of mine. He's a Calvinist. I'm more of a Molinist and with a, that leans Arminian. It's like, I, but we're good friends and we don't need to split over that. I have friends of mine who are KJV preferred. Cool. Don't care. You know, as long as we agree on this is the central message and we're not adding to God's word. That's my biggest thing. So the fact that we are commanded to be united, where you we're, we're a body and we're all we all admit we're Christians. Like I've Pentecostals admit that Baptists are Christians and Baptists that Methodists are, are we all admit it. But yet we purposely divide like we have the arm of the body over there, the foot's over there. I don't understand why we can't learn how to just be mature and discuss things academically, biblically, and objectively, well, and then absolutely. lovingly. Yeah, this absolutely. Happen. Well, that's that's the biggest thing. I, I and and it, it's. I mean, I'm glad that your podcast exists, but it is kind of a sad um, testimony of the church that a podcast like yours or a topic um, like what you deal with has to be a thing. 
I mean, I, I, like I said, I enjoy it thoroughly and I, and I, and it's very good. And you get into some stuff that I would never even think of as far as approaching these topics, but it's a sad thing that just like <laughs> you said, that these are the topics that, that split churches, petty things like, like whether a person, you know, curses or, or a person drinks uh, with their dinner or something like that. Like the, the church of the Nazarene, which is what I'm a minister in is, a, is sort of a, a teetotaler denomination. They don't believe in alcohol at all. And that's fine. And, and, you know, personally, I don't drink. It's not so much that I think that it's wrong, but I don't drink just for the fact that um, as a minister, I don't want that to have to be something that I wrestle with or explain constantly. So it's just, that's fine. I don't deal with it, but that's not going to mean that. Yeah. That's a rough life. Let me tell you. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I'm going to sit there and condemn other people who do though, as long as it's not to the point of excess. And that's one of the biggest arguments against alcohol is, is, you know, of course, everybody's going to agree that drunkenness is wrong. Excess of anything is wrong. Why would alcohol be any different? Because it, because you can get drunk. Well, yeah, you can eat too much food. Ask my wife. I do it all the time. You can do those things. You eat. Too <laughs> much. You, you can eat too much. You can drink too much. You can, you can, you know, do almost anything in excess. You can sleep too much. All of that. But how come it's just drinking that gets that target? And to the point where. People are willing to leave a church over it or argue over it or spew hatred towards each other because of it. And it's just a sad thing that that's, that's where we are. We have so much extra time that we can divide over all of these stupid topics. And it, it is seriously. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is, so when you're talking about that, it's funny because being a minister where I have to uh, always explain my position on alcohol and people are like, well, don't you think you push it too much? I'm like, Maybe, but it's like, it's such a sensitive topic that I purposely am going to stop making it so sensitive. We mm -hmm. should be able to do this as, as mature Christians and have an objective conversation biblically. And no one's saying you have to do it. No one's saying you have to drink. In fact, I respect everyone who doesn't, you know, um, <clears throat> excuse me. The, then, you know, um, you know, when you're talking about, we have so much extra time to fight and argue and over the dumb things, I think of like people in uh, China. So I heard from a missionary uh, in China that he was like, you know how we always argue pre-trib, amillennialism, post-millennialism, pre-wrath, and uh, everyone's view of ecclesiology, of uh, ecclesiology, the end ecclesiology, eschatology, right? Eschatology. I'm getting mixed up. Anyway. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. I was like, no, ecclesiology is ecclesia. That's the church. I got that backwards. <laughs> anyway, um, so Revelation, you know, everyone argues about it here, and churches and denominations have basically started on their view of Revelation, of an apocalyptic literature book that is very complicated in its writing. I mean, mm -hmm. it is not an easy book to understand. And not saying that, and the thing is, is People split over that. And I hear it over in China, what they do when they read that, they're not arguing over, is there a rapture? Um, is there not a rapture? When is the rapture? They're just going, oh my word, look at this. We win in the end. Right. And that, and they're looking Isn't at it as like a symbol thing? of hope. <laughs> yes. I'm like, yeah. yeah, when I read revelation, I see God on the throne and right. that's the, the end. And mm -hmm. we can unite there. And then we can discuss the details and try to figure out, wait, what do you think this means? What do you think that means? Cool. Let's have that conversation. But, yeah. you know, in the end, we're still brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Well, there's a there's a real obsession. Every, every time something happens where there's a big political um, changing of parties, it, it, all of a sudden, all the end time prophecy comes into play again. I, I liked your episode on that. Again, you guys... Um, did a good job and you're too too patient because for me the entire debate on the whole end time stuff and and all of the you know the the uh election prophecies and all that stuff it all comes back to acts one doesn't jesus just kind of settle everything in acts chapter one when all the disciples are like ah oh, you know they just spend 40 days with jesus and what's the first question they ask is you know is this when you're going to set up the kingdom for us and what does jesus say right there he says <laughs> it's not for you guys to know it's not for you to know it, he literally says it's not for you to know but you're going to receive power to go preach the gospel so what he's in, in essence saying is 
you know what? Don't worry about it because in the end, the job description remains the same. That's yeah. it. I said, <laughs> That's it. I said it all the time. Like the gospel is our responsibility. The gospel is our responsibility. And when Christ is coming back is his. Exactly. Let him worry about his end. I'm going to worry about mine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I don't Very get simple. the obsession. It shouldn't matter. And yet those are, those are things that are denominational stances. Those define denominations sometimes. And it's like, you're, you're defining your part of your de definition as a denomination is based on a possible interpretation of an end time prophecy. That seems exactly. like a stupid thing to make a stand on. Yeah. And then back to what the Jews thought. Like they were thinking that they knew how, how the Messiah was going to work out. And they were wrong. And here everyone thinks they have it all figured out with Revelation. It's like, you know, the Jews made the same mistake. Let's learn from that because mm -hmm. they didn't have something like that to call back to. We we do. Let's let's learn from their mistake and just right? So I find it so frustrating. And, you know, the church, uh, I think a lot of it's because the church has become spoiled in many ways, especially in Western worlds. I mean, we are, man, it is so simple to exist as a Christian in America. I don't have to sneak my way to church. I don't have to worry about my family never talking to me. It's an accepted part of society. Even if, you know, we could talk about, oh, the rise of liberalism, postmodernism and atheism, whatever, but it's still right. pretty easy peachy over here. So I, I think that's part of it. It's the fact that Christians have lost sight of what's important, which is the gospel and learning how to argue. That's a big thing for me. I'm like, learn how to reason your faith, learn how to argue your faith and why you believe what you believe. You know, that's, right. and that's why I'm a huge nerd on apologetics. We don't yep. have to chase that <laughs> rabbit trail now, but we can, but right. maybe at another time, but yeah, I, it's something that Christians have really lost the ability to do. And I, I look, Oh, that's the other person. That's a great example. We literally have a zealot and a tax collector in the 12 disciples. Yeah. Now, for people who don't know, the zealot wanted to overthrow Rome and, and Matthew was a tax collector for Rome. Like he's the government shill. Yep. And then you have the libertarian in the group who wants all the to overthrow. And it's like, but they work together yeah. with Jesus Christ. Simon and Matthew. Yep. Simon and Matthew. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and, and you don't do that anymore. Well, think of how many divisions were actually probably in that. And that was, you know, that that was a purposeful thing is showing how wide ranging. And then later on, you have Paul join in, who was literally one of their persecutors. And now he is doing everything he can to forward the faith <laughs> and they're working with him. I mean, but, but we will, we'll, we'll split over alcohol or, or tattoos. <laughs> tattoos <laughs> oh so, yeah <laughs> so crazy i had actually really funny story um <laughs> i had one lady leave the church and i mean she did not leave quietly because they never do right because they have to find a way to burn that bridge so bad that they could blame you that's what it is that's like oh well i can never go back there the way he talked to me in the end um and uh, I actually have two funny stories here of funny things. One lady kept asking me about the, the passages in Corinthians where Paul talked about uh, head coverings uh, on women. And she was like, why are, don't women wear hats? And what's ironic is that she never wore a hat. And so I was like, well, I explained, you know, the hair is as a covering. It was a cultural symbol of blah, blah, blah. Went through the whole thing. And she's like, I don't buy that answer. And every week she's nagging me on it, having a fit. And I was like, well, how about this? If you really feel that convicted about wearing something on your hat, that's fine. That's, that's, that's how you feel about God might be working. Um, why don't you start wearing one then? If you think it's that important, wear one for, our, and be an example to everyone else. Well, then she got all mad at me and I'm like, well, I'm just holding you to your own words. Like I don't, and people do this all the time in churches. They're extremely hypocritical and it's mm -hmm. so blatant sometimes. And you're staring at them in the face. Like I can't, there's no other way for me to show you the irony of this situation. Um, I had another person that got upset because they heard something from somebody, from somebody, from somebody. Um, it was over the alcohol topic, but what was funny about the alcohol topic is that they literally heard that I was giving drinks to youth. Like I was just handing beers out apparently at a youth activity. And I'm like, you realize we have parents at those, right? We had like, what? No. Um, but they heard through somebody, through somebody, through somebody, you know, just the game of That's telephone, whatever. Works, yeah. And, um, 
it's yeah. And I just remember hearing things going, wait, what? I mean, these people think I'm way cooler than what I am. Like I am not that cool of a youth leader. I am kind of a loser. Again, I have comic books on my shelf over, over there. Um, I'm staring at, staring at a stack of spawn comics of V for Vendetta currently. Um, oh, wow. Like I'm not that cool. <laughs> and then, but the thing is, is like, then this lady, she's like, well, I got to go. I, I can't do this anymore. And I was trying to reason with them for a while. They, they were, uh, right when I started reading from what the scripture to answer one of their questions, uh, he got mad. I was like, nope, out of the King James. I'm like, you guys used to never be King James only as before. Like you guys heard my arguments. You're okay with it, but fine. So I reached back on my King James gave the same argument from the King James. And then they're like, nope, we're out. And they're on their way out. I was like, well, guys, I love you. I really wish it could be different, but uh, you're welcome back anytime. And then the next words out of his mouth, he goes around the corner, sees a bunch of people in church. It's like, guess we're not welcome here anymore and stormed out. And I'm like, literally the exact opposite of what just came out of my mouth, but okay. So I've experienced some of the dumbest reasons for people to leave a church, which is why it led up to eventually the church split. My life was this constant chaos of why does the crazy keep finding me (laughs) like a crazy magnet? They just can't get enough. Oh, no, I, that's, that's something else. I've never seen anything quite like that. I, I think I've seen two church splits and one of them was over money. Cause that's always a possibility is, is money and how it's being spent by the church. And then what was the other one? I think the other one, just even though the, the people that split from the church, um, stayed in the IFB, they split because this particular IFB church was too legalistic, like to the point where women couldn't braid their hair and uh, the jean skirts couldn't be above your calf. Like it, they had to be down to the ankle. Like it was that. Oh, wow. Know, it was, it, it was Amish. I tried to explain to my wife, my wife grew up in um, the, uh, the, the Lutheran church and I grew up IFB and she's like, so what does that mean? And I'm like, just, just think of the Amish, but driving cars. <laughs> and, and that's, that's pretty much what we were <laughs> like, think of Mennonites only a little more conservative than a Mennonite. <laughs> and, and that's kind of the church that I grew up in. And, and that was the one that split and some people went to a little bit more of a liberal IFB church. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah, it's and again, but in, in a situation like that, it's like those are extra biblical standards you're adding. You know, these aren't biblical, yeah. but you think they're biblical because I've noticed also one of the biggest things that causes church splits. Like I was talking about that one lady with the hats is mm-hmm. poor hermeneutics is the inability to actually just study the scripture and just read it and be able to mm-hmm. understand it. And if something is weird and it feels like it doesn't make sense, research it. You know, mm-hmm. we live in the age of the internet. There really is no excuse for ignorance anymore. Um, and so if you've run into that pat- weird pastor, instead of going to the nth degree and extreme, Mm-hmm. research it. If your pastor says something and it seems a little off or you're like, oh, that seems extreme. Maybe you should research it. Pastors aren't always right. You know, pastors are people just, yep. you know, that I know that yeah. I hate, uh, I hate it. I hate that pastor pedestal. You know, people like you're a pastor. So they just, they hold you up. Like you're somehow not a normal human. I'm like, no, no, I'm a human who really, really, really loves the Bible, but I'm, j- I pick sleep out of my eyes every morning and my feet smell when I take off boots, same as you. Like I literally have the same problems probably as you do. I just like the Bible. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, I I always hate that look when um, somebody who knows that I'm a pastor comes to me with a biblical question. And then I just answer very honestly. And I say, I don't know. And, and they'll be like, really? And they'll get that look in their eye. Like, shouldn't you know this? And it's like, (laughs) <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I should, but I don't. I, I mean, I'll, I'll find out, but no, I don't know. Hey, I don't know. Yeah, the, the Bible is 6,000 years roughly of human history. And there's all sorts of theology and really weird stuff. I mean, there's a talking donkey. Uh, people get eaten by like a bear. It gets pretty wild. Like, I Angels don't know everything in there. swords and wheel things <laughs> with wings and eyes. And yeah, no, it gets a little <laughs> bit weird. <laughs> and if you read the last book, it's basically like the, John had the world's craziest acid trip of all time. Like, it's just... <laughs> 
there's there's nine headed dragons and giant whores drinking blood. I I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. There's a lot. There's a lot to deal with. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, and it's like and and everyone knows, especially like just soteriology alone, right? Like the the doctrine of salvation. Mm-hmm. That alone, it's like you could get do four years of study and get like a soteriology degree almost. There's so much there to wrestle with. And I think it's honestly because we as humans have overcomplicated it, but uh, because of all the theories that have now since grown, but you know, again, I'm not going to know everything because in my theology classes, I'm dealing with the big issues, you know, the Trinity, how is, how do you defend the Trinity? All right. I really need to understand the deity of Christ, you know, the, the hypostatic union. What is that all about? You know, like, so I'm trying to wrap my brain around these big issues and you come to me with this tiny little obscure verse where I'm like, Oh, Oh, that's a thing. That's a good question. I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. Give me a week and I'll be able to maybe give you a better, better answer. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, no, that's, I I understand completely. Well, that, that was kind of the idea behind Bible chat was again, it was that idea of uh, picking like for me, like one of my passions besides doing, uh, I do like studying Christian cults and stuff like that is, is actually digging into the historical context of some of the people in the Bible because they get mistaught because we teach them in Sunday school and we clean them up and, and make them palatable to, to kids. And then as an adult, we think we know the story. So we gloss over it. So Samson is a hero and Jonah is a grumpy guy. And, and we get all these generalizations in there. And then if you dig back and read it, Samson's a buffoon in in all reality there's not a lot he's a complete idiot and jonah if you really (laughs) reference out jonah's reaction to going to nineveh historically makes sense Uh, the the assyrian empire was nice not nice to jews and you're going to a city to condemn them for their sin as a jewish prophet it's not going to end well, most likely. And, and so, of course, he's running the other yeah, direction. Well, <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. Yeah well, yeah, well, Jonah was one of those ones for me when I understood, like, the Assyrian Empire. Oh, this is the capital of it. And for people who don't know, historians have called the Assyrian Empire the Nazis of the ancient world. Yes. They literally, like, hung people's skins on the outside of walls. Yes. And put people <laughs> on pikes along their roads. They were crazy. And so... It'd be like God going like, all right, Mr. Uh, Mr. Shapiro, will you go tell Hitler about Jesus Christ? Exactly. Like, yep. no, and if you, and if, and if Hitler doesn't repent, I will destroy him. And you're going to go cool. Destroy well, him. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. I'm out. I'm going the other way. Well, that's, what's funny. I've always loved that aspect of the story of Jonah. And it's something that gets glossed sometime. You, you ever see Jonah's reaction to, to God's command? He doesn't have one. He doesn't respond at all. He just leaves. God says, go to Nineveh and preach to them. And it says, and Jonah got up and fled to his ship to Tarshish. He doesn't even respond. He just leaves. He's like, nah, I didn't hear you. (laughs) Like, that's his reaction. (laughs) I mean, and and again, when you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I really do find the, the story of Jonah in its historical context to be almost comical, mm-hmm. um, and, but yet powerful. Like, it's really powerful, but it's also got this funny, dark humor element to it. Like I said, I messed up. It's fine. But uh, but that's the thing. is like when you really understand these things, really dig into some of the history of the text. Like, okay, you don't understand. So just dig in. It's fine. And you don't need to be fr- scared. It's not like you have to be scared of what you find. You know, worst mm-hmm. case, worse, uh, you change your theology a bit. And... Oh my goodness, that brings up another thing. Um, sorry, I'm just <laughs> no, no, ranting. But uh, the thing is, is people's inability and undesire, they completely don't care and don't want their theology challenged. They've accepted a particular doctrine and they, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I've been told this, I like it, I'm comfortable here and I don't want to be challenged. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a problem because that means we don't, you know, if you go the IFB route that we ain't changing. Well, all you did is now you're dug in your heels and you're unwilling to challenge yourself with scripture. It's like, no, dude, you got to learn. And in order to learn, you have to be willing to change. And sometimes you're wrong. And yep. sometimes you're right. That feels good. 
it feels so good to be right sometimes, but a lot of times we might find we're wrong. But sometimes it feels good to be wrong simply because it also, that's the thing that I've always wondered like, or, or is kind of struggled with as Christians is we're afraid of being wrong in what we believe. But if we find out that we're wrong in what we believe, we grow that much closer to God. So it's a blessing to be wrong a good deal of the time, unless it's, I mean, unless it's something really bad and I understand that, but, but when it comes to biblical views of women or biblical views of scripture uh, or, or, or Bible translation or, or the way that we teach certain uh, stories in the Bible, all of these things, if we're wrong and it gets corrected through a challenge, we grow that much closer to God. And yet people are so afraid of, of coming up against someone who, who's going to challenge that view. Uh, as Christians, shouldn't we know why we believe what we believe? Shouldn't that be a core exactly. thing is that we, we believe this and we know why we believe it. I know that I'm a Christian because I've studied the atheistic point of view and I've studied certain things that are taught and I've studied, you know, the, the other explanations for the existence of the universe and those sort of things. And, and there's so many glaring holes that, that I, I can't accept that, but I wasn't afraid to look at it. I remember one of the weirdest things that ever happened growing up was I was homeschooled through high school. And one of the assignments that I got in high school was to write a research paper. And they give you a list of acceptable IFB topics for, for research papers. But one of them was, um, one of them was, uh, was religion. And it's such a nice open topic and, and me being who I was in high school, I'm like, oh, religion. So this can be any religion. And I wrote my senior research paper on neo-paganism. And, and it was a nice paper because I did actually study out their worldview, actually studied out the different schools of neo-paganism like Wicca and Druidism and those sort of things. And then why they cannot be compatible with a Christian point of view. But my mom still got a letter warning her of the things that I was playing with. And it's like, well, no, this is a good thing because I'm literally taking them and, and comparing them and showing how it's not good. And they were still afraid of the fact that I would even entertain that topic. We should be doing that all the time. You would think. Absolutely. But. Yeah, I know. Same. And that's the thing I got to the point where I'm very comfortable. I mean, I'm the church split guy after all. I have to yeah. be comfortable <laughs> with, with dealing though, but it's still like, no, you need that. I need that challenge. I have been wrong on so many things. I, and I have been accused because I'm very firm in what I believe in certain areas. It's like, I definitely found the truth on this. Uh, and not in certain areas, like you, you could really dig and really go, that's it. Got the truth. We're good. And that's Okay. And some people confuse your, your like confidence in that as arrogance. I've been accused of being arrogant or always having to be right. And it's like, no, there's confidence and, uh, I'm don't always have to be right, but I do like to be right. Being right's nice. <laughs> but at the same time, when I find I'm wrong, it's okay to accept the fact that I'm wrong. But like you said, I studied atheism for a while, just try to understand it. And then, you know, especially when I went through everything I went through as a, as a kid, it was like, you know, well, maybe it's kind of appealing to not think that there's a, a God that way. I don't have to hold that way. I, you know, um, I can't blame anybody for what I experienced if there's no God. But then what's funny is that once I studied atheism and you realize there's no real objective morality, then it's like, well, no, if I accept atheism, I have no reason to be upset about any of the injustices ever done to me in my entire life. Well, <laughs> so yeah, that exactly. it, it falls apart. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, anyway, I totally with you on that. It's just, it, we need to be able to study. We need to be able to know why we believe what we believe. And some of us don't know where to start and that's okay. Uh, reach out to some friends who have, have studied, reach out to podcasts, you know, Bible chat, you reach out to the church split, whatever. Yep. We'll give you resources, Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> you know, either way. So, yeah. Okay. I know that we're getting close on our time and I don't want to keep you long. Cause I know that you still have to go eat dinner. Um, 
So if there, you actually just <laughs> wrapped it up and that's exactly what I was going to, to say is, so what would you do if you found yourself and then you went and stole it from me? So I can't use that anymore as like a nice, so why don't you go ahead one more time and we'll, we'll plug the show and, um, <laughs> and I'll recommend everybody come check you out on the church split. Absolutely. It's available on what YouTube, Spotify, all those pod catchers. So it's not hard to, to find it. It's definitely worth the listen. And then also you have a Patreon page. I would highly recommend people support um, the church split on, on Patreon as well. And um, go ahead and, and, and plug your show. Uh, what do you oh. have any new things coming up yeah. or any new subjects that you're going to be tackling? Or <laughs> yeah, well, um, appreciate the plug, Caleb. And again, thanks for uh, letting me do, letting me do this. This is a lot of fun. Um, and I love also the fact that we definitely have like a, like a, bro friendship going on here we have a lot of same interests and it's awesome so i really hope uh the audience was able to keep track with all of our dorkiness but um <laughs> the thing is is you know the church split you know we are dedicated to that to united the divided body so don't think that when you come in i hope this is this is more personal than i normally am in my show because normally i'm tackling a topic so i'm not oversharing but uh you know the other thing is is we do have some other topics coming up, but we always welcome people to submit a topic. Hey, what's your thoughts on this? Can you can you tackle this in an episode? Some of the things we have coming out soon is we I want to talk about how people confuse their feelings with the Holy Spirit. Because I hear all the time that people say, well, the Holy Spirit told me. And it's like, well, okay, we're really confusing some things because the Holy Spirit is not going to be divided against itself. It's not going to go against its word. Uh, I want to talk. We're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about Bible colleges and their handbooks and uh, ways for Bible colleges to improve. I have a I have a copy of a particular Bible college handbook, maybe from Reeves, but uh, that we're going to be thumbing through and talking about, uh, you know, we're going to be dealing with uh, other biblical topics. I actually really want to tackle um some of the things in Genesis. Uh, Genesis is my favorite book of the Bible, and that's where I want to hang out for a little while. Um, and I also want to show how the different views of Genesis shouldn't break fellowship either. And I'm going to explain how Wait, that's possible. No, so no, no. If we're going to have a really good time. Theory, the church splits. Then, then you can't be Christian, obviously, if you buy that <laughs> theory. I mean, that's just that's just Bible. Right what? There. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dude, I'm not going to lie. First time I read up on the gap theory, no, no, don't worry. I'm not a gap theorist. But first I read up on it. I have like, a, I love conspiracy theories. Like I just like to, just because they're interesting. Like I, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I really hope that's not true. You know, like that's my thing where it's just like, I like them. I just enjoy them, whatever. I'm again, I'm a weird guy. No, so for okay. me, I'm like the gap theory, like the gap theory was like, oh, that's such a, that pleases the conspiracy theory part of my brain. But at the same time, like most conspiracy theories, it's probably too far out there to actually be true, but it is interesting. But no, anyway, point is, is that all these different things are, you know, are things that we could talk about. So we have some of that. I have another, I have a list over there as well, um, but I don't remember all that's on it. So y'all have to just stay tuned on the church split for that. But uh, Brian is also my co-host. He's a He's not a pastor by trade. He's a computer engineer, gone theologian. I corrupted him through our friendship, and now he's a complete and total uh, theological nerd. Uh, he, and he's great. Uh, you guys will, those who find my rants to be annoying, you will always appreciate his one-liners. And I would definitely encourage you all to follow us on all our social media too, because if you don't like podcasts and you like memes, we drop some spicy memes from time to time. So check that out too. But um, yeah, that's the church split. We're all about United the Divided Body, unity through diversity and keeping the fundamentals of fundamentals. If you go through all the creeds of the faith, all the way back historically, there are certain fundamentals of the faith and we should be able to be united on those. And then let everything else be coffee house conversations. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview. That about wraps it up. Again, I just want to reiterate that you guys go check him out. Uh, check out Will. Check out Brian on The Church Split. Um, like I said, you can catch them on YouTube. You can catch them on any podcatchers out there. And it, it is truly worth it. Um, also, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast, enjoyed this interview. Um, just as a heads up, we got a lot more stuff coming down the line. Um, I have our next episode in our Bibles, uh, Bible study series coming up. 
I have another episode going on a figure in church history, and stay tuned. I promise, promise, promise we're going to continue our cult series. The next one is going to be Christian Science. I honestly knew nothing about that going into it, and I'm going to be honest. There's really not a lot to learn. Honestly, it seems like if you're if you're born into Christian Science, maybe it makes sense that you follow it, but as a Christian on the outside, it's really hard to think of them as even being Christian or scientific. They're they're neither. And you guys will probably be interested and mildly disappointed just like I was in learning about them, but that is coming down the line, I promise you. So stay tuned. Be sure to check back often. Plus, conversations with Corey is just starting to fire up as well. And guys, you're going to want to check that out. Corey is a good dude. He's very sincere. And um, you're going to want to hear his episodes as they pop up as well. So there's lots of things going on. Bible chat is taking off. And I'm glad that you guys are along for the ride. Share with your friends. Share with um, your family. And uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, and of course, listen to us on all your podcatchers, wherever you choose to learn. We are available everywhere. And uh, thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, I hope you guys have a great day.